Greetings, cyberspace, and welcome to episode 227 of the Double Density Podcast with your host, Barney Angela. Double Density is your home to Tech Hills and Paramount Primers. Now, first things first, Angela, this is episode two of Double Density 2.0. If you head on over to either Instagram or Twitter, you'll see a list of topics or um, phrases we're not allowed to say because of the fact that we've just been repeating ourselves so much. So now, after last week's, I think, triumph, we're now trying this on week two. I think we'll be fine. And we were debating one of our topics today uh, just because it's a video game, but I think we're allowed to talk about video games. Well, why don't we do it this way? Why don't we do it this way? Let us, let us not talk about um, you. There was a hot game of the moment involving a young man wandering a kingdom. Okay. Right? That is on a, the newest Nintendo console that you had pre-ordered but not had arrived the day of, and so your offspring was sad. He was, but you know what? He took it like a champ. He was totally understanding, it and he said to me, "If he has to play it next week, he'll play it next week. It's okay." And guess what? The next day it arrived, so it was a day late. Who cares, right? No big deal. Better than waiting in line for video games like we used to in the olden days. People still were there, Angelo. Yeah, and he, you had told me, "Well, why don't you order digital?" And my son prefers physical copies for the Switch because the Switch is silent. When you put a disc in a PlayStation, it's very loud. Mentioned the name Switch a bunch of times, Angelo. There. Oh, that's okay. I thought I don't think we're repeating ourselves there. We're we're allowed to mention things if there if it's something uh, de jour, for example, like Tears of the Kingdom. No, no, I, I this is not the flag on the play here. Really, you think so? Yeah, yeah. Oh, much well, too specific. Really, like we're not allowed talking about an amazing game that is probably going to be game of the year. We can we can at a, a later time, right? But right now, it's all about new beginnings. It's about refreshing things. It's all about um, you know, um, starting new things, which is kind of ironic when, given that you want to talk about old things and reruns. I recently finished watching the last season of Better Call Saul. Yes. Which reminded me that I don't remember anything about Breaking Bad because there's a lot of obvious references to the first series, this being a prequel to Breaking Bad with a lot of characters that you see what happened before they met Walter White and Jesse Pinkman. And now I've gone back and started watching Breaking Bad, and I forgot how amazing the show was. Yeah. I didn't think I'd really be into rewatching it, but no, I'm completely into watching it. And also, I don't remember anything. There's so much I've forgotten. Season two, right? Kind of in a season. How, did you get across it okay? Because I feel like once you get the season, across the season two hump, the beginning, you're better off. I'm I'm not doing too bad. I'm in the middle of season two right now, and it's totally fine. The only problem with season two for me is that I know what happens and the the mystery of the introductions of many of the episodes are is sort of lost on me in that I know what it is already. So there's no little mystery there, but still pretty cool. You got a guy's head on a turtle. There's nothing bad with that. <laughs> <laughs> that's true yeah and i guess you're you're kind of doing it chronologically if you really think about it right because you just finished uh, better call saul now you're moving into breaking bad territory well not to spoil better call saul too much but we do travel past breaking bad because you obviously find out what happens to jimmy mcgill in the end yes and that's correct. past breaking bad still happening correct, yes. in the i guess mid Teens of 2000? When does Breaking yeah, Bad at 2012, 2013? I think uh, that's where, I think, and that's yeah. where Better Call Saul sort of ends. So 10 years ago, really. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So what made you want to, like, it was just like, hey, I'm done Better Call Saul, better watch Breaking Bad? 
I've been meaning to watch it for a while, and now that I finished Better Call Saul, and there were a lot more references in this final season to, to Breaking Bad, I decided to rewatch it. And so this is the thing. Do you like revisiting old media when there's so much new stuff coming out? For example, right now, I'm really enjoying Yellow Jackets on a week-to-week basis. There's a new series called Silo on Apple TV+, Plus, which is excellent. There's Ted Lasso that I'm watching. There's a lot of shows I'm watching week to week, which is kind of fun. You don't have to binge them. A lot of people don't like the week to week thing. I don't mind it. So actually, what I find when I watch week to week is that the retention in my brain is much higher than if I binge a TV show, right? So for example, right now, I'm rewatching Justified. Great show. For the first time since it aired. And I feel as though like the, the seasons are kind of blending together a bit versus, you know, right now, um, Succession's on weekly. And I retain more of that when I watch it. I feel like the buffer between episodes is a good thing. But when you're rewatching something, it's not as big a deal. No. I, I kind of find it circular, though. It's kind of funny that you think about that, right? Because Netflix started out as a disruptor, kind of like dropping an entire season. Remember when House of Cards came out? Everyone was like freaking out because it was like one whole season all at the same time. And now people are trying to like move away from that. Netflix is doing um, drops, especially of the reality TV stuff where they do like batches of two or three in order to build up something. People didn't know what to do with themselves when a whole episode, uh, when a whole series dropped in their laps. They would just, that's, I think the whole binge watching thing was post House of Cards, right? Well, it started with House of Cards. Yeah, really. I mean, like new content explicitly made to be dropped at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people thought it was odd. I do prefer the week to week basis, although it is really hard to wait between episodes a lot of times. And people just, Hold off. I remember people doing that with The Sopranos. They would record every episode and then watch them all in a row because they didn't want to wait a week between episodes. On VHS tapes. On VHS tapes, yeah. Like Sopranos, we forget. Sopranos is a long time ago now. I mean, 98, 99, right? Yeah. So, yeah. That's another thing I should revisit. It's good. I mean, it's also like we have a we have access to HBO here in Canada, right? So it's, I'd highly suggest I watched it uh, December 2021 into 2022 yeah. and I liked it a lot. And I binged a lot of Succession because I didn't, I think, I guess the last season, I kind of binged it up until the middle of it, and then I watched week to week. And this is the first season of Succession where I'm watching week to Also week. the last season, right? Technically yes. speaking. So. Yes, true. <laughs> okay, yeah. so I, mm, I want to talk about something very specific about a summer plan I have that involves sort of tech, but it infringes upon something you're not allowed to talk about. So there is a certain band that you and I discussed about, you know, being very influential in a very short amount of time in the 90s. You follow me, Angelo? A certain trio, if you were. Green Day? The uh, uh, dirtier version of Green Day. Let's yeah, say, right? no, I so, know who you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> so the album, never mind. My goal for the summer is to learn it on guitar. That's a great album to learn, actually. Is What's fun with that album is it's that it's not overly complex. No. But there's a lot of... Interesting, interesting things going on. Interesting yeah. sound things going on where there's a lot of dynamics and you have to like, you're going to need a few distortion pedals, Brian. Eh, I'm actually going to play it clean most of the way through or just throw it into Logic and just play it from there. I'm not really bothered about that. But, uh, you know, I've got two down so far, the first two. So, you know, things are going quite well, including the solos and things like that, which are a lot of fun to play. So that's my plan. So you're preparing for when we meet this summer and uh, we play some guitar. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to yeah. practice. Then I'll, then I'll start practicing right. some, of the, some of the songs from that album uh, from the band that Dave Grohl came from. Okay. So the good news is there, then uh, technically that is practicing, not noodling. So you're within the bounds of our agreement. Angela, let us go to some listener mail, shall we? Great. 
The first one is from Rob of ourstrangeguys.com slash the ourstrangeguys podcast. He says, hello, gentlemen. I love the idea of Double Density 2.0 and have a couple of suggestions to make. While you have a list refraining from mentioning certain topics, might I suggest that things be added to talk about? Here are just a few things. I want to hear Angelo talk exclusively about Android-based products for a week. I want to hear the struggle in his voice as he talks glowingly about the products of his choice. I just want to hear Brian and Angelo, well, more so Angelo, wildly speculate on the paranormal topics you cover. Forget the skepticism for the episode, for an episode, just go all out. Fantasy book, the wildest theories and explanations on certain topics. I love the fantasy book because that's clearly um, wrestling terms right there. And then we all want to see Angelo turn to conspiracy theorists for at least one episode. Come on. We all deserve it regardless. Y'all are the best. And I love you both. Rob. Rob, thank you so much. I'm so glad you listened to it. I'm really, really enjoying his podcast too. So it's kind of fun to, to go back and forth. I'm recording something. So I'm going on vacation next week. And then I'm recording something with him for the end of the month for a June drop. Rob's podcast is always good. He does such great research. He makes me feel inferior to him when I when it comes to research and stuff. I'm definitely not very good at that compared to no, him. No, you're not. Like last episode, I apart from the episode, I read two well a book and a half. Like a book and a half. You thankfully you made notes of the episode itself of the Coast Coast episode. So thank you for that. I did a really but, good uh, job last week. Thank you very you much, Brian. Well. Yeah, you did pretty well. Okay, so Android stuff, Angelo. The meme I sent you when you when when I read this question from Rob. Is the meme of you know what? No, let's 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 just refrain. I will post it uh, without context on okay. our socials on Wednesday. Okay, great. Once I land in Orlando, I'll do that. I'd have a really hard time talking about Android stuff because I don't even think about Android stuff. It doesn't even cross my mind. I don't really care about it, and that wouldn't like for me to talk about it. I'd have to get my hands in an Android device, and I don't want to spend money on that. So I don't know. Like it, that's a really hard thing for me to do. Rob's other suggestion, though, is a lot easier for me to do, and a lot more enticing to me. Like I have no, I have no, I have no interest in touching Android stuff. But to become a conspiracy <laughs> theorist for a day right. and wild speculative paranormal uh, ideas sound like a lot of fun. So okay, so why don't we do this, right? So we're gonna keep that part of the discussion for the paranormal side of things because I kind of want to pick your brain about a couple of things. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, coming back, let's not talk about Android. I guess you don't want to talk about Android, despite me being an Android boy for years and years. Well, when you post that meme, we can uh, we can talk about it. But we can talk about it. Yeah. Essentially, it comes down to I don't even think about Android stuff because it's really it's just like windows and stuff I, windows i've used more because of working at the office but now i <laughs> i've even gone so far as to get my own laptop to bring to the office so i don't have to actually work on a windows machine and it's just so foreign to me i think android would be less foreign than windows or maybe not i don't know like you've used both uh, ios and android well, you haven't used android in a while right no i haven't used android since 2017 okay they to me they feel a little more close together, except everything I use is on Apple devices. Although there is Apple Music on Android, although I'm sure it's terrible. So here comes Angelo, right? So your daughter or your son comes in through the door with an Apple device, and then they say, "Dad, it's not working." And then they pull out an Android device that they found on the street. What do you do? Well, first of all, I slap it out of their hands because it's probably <laughs> gross. Yeah. Oh no! Don't, do like, they probably found it like it's probably like a drug dealer's phone because isn't that what drug dealers use? Drug dealers don't use iOS. Wow. Well, I mean, only in movies, right? That's the whole point of movies and TVs. Like, uh, you're not allowed to use the Apple products if you're the yeah. bad guy. Yeah. Which Especially is a funny Apple. tell. If you watch certain films or certain TV shows and you see 
um, you know, the quote unquote like good character using an Android phone versus other people using iPhones. Hmm, interesting clue there. There was a, a show on Apple TV Plus where all the main characters used Apple phones and stuff. I said Apple phone. Eventually, they're going to change it to the Apple phone. They're all using Apple devices and iPhones, and uh, the the one of the bad guys who's literally a pedophile is using Android phones. Most self-respecting drug dealers would use iPhones because they're significantly more secure. So, Angela, now that we're here, we've talked about the Apple. Have you watched the 1980 musical, The Apple, like we discussed? No, no, I've never watched. I don't even know what that's about. Oh, Angela, you are in for a world of interesting. Let me see if it's on Tubi, actually, before I forget. It is on Tubi, Angelo. Oh, amazing. Well, maybe I'll amazing. take some time to watch it. It's, uh, it's one of these like retro futures. So let me read the, the tagline. A naive couple enters the music industry, slowly discovers its dark side. So this is made in 1980, and I do believe that they are in 1994 uh, or 1996. So it is definitely... Um, something to watch now something i wanted to bring up angelo um i i got larger during the winter months i put on some weight and now in an effort to lose it i'm now um leaving the house in the morning like first thing pretty much and just going to either take a walk or bike and uh i fell in love with electric bikes because they help my knee oh wait so what's the point of electric bike if you're trying to lose weight because uh, you still need to pedal a bunch. Oh, okay. It's not like it's not like a moped. It's like you literally pedal, and there's like it, there's a battery that helps you along. Because I'm picturing you saying, "I'm going to go out for some exercise," and then you get on <laughs> one of those scooters. No, 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 it's not a scooter. No, you basically have to pedal in order for it to work more. Okay, it's kind of like a hybrid car, right? Like you still need gas in it. It's like a hybrid car. You have to pedal. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. the Flintstones. If you put the entire fa- yeah, if you put the entire or like a, a pedalo boat, right? Like one of those like a uh, 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 boats with the the. I you think know, they're literally the, like, the called pedal, pedal boats. No, yeah, but I'm thinking of like the swan, right? Okay. Have you seen those, by the way, ever? No, not sure no. I have. Okay. I've seen them. If you There's like a canal here that like you can go rent them and just have a nice afternoon with them if you want. But uh, yeah, suggesting that as a... So you're exercising more, you like electric bikes, bikes, not bites. I biked from here to the Olympic Stadium, which means nothing to people, but that's about 16 kilometers. Well, that's a nice little bike ride. Yeah, and it was uh, nice and chilly this morning. I didn't realize how cold it was, and I went out in my stupid shorts and my stupid shirt, and I froze. Yeah, but you must have warmed up a little. Afterwards, yes. Yes, okay. It, it was. It has been unfortunately cold the last few days when it was warm last week. So I've been going for walks in the morning, if that makes you happy. I absolutely love hearing that. Listening to music, listening to the aforementioned album that shall not be named by the band that shall not be named. Oh no, we did name the <laughs> we did name the album. We're really doing a bad job of this 2.0 thing. You're literally learning the entire I know, I know, second I know. album of the band. We can talk about never mind. We can't talk about. Oh, you just said it. Do I have to bleep that out in the edit? Yes, you do. Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, last thing to close things out. So Trish sent in an email. Tech question for May 24th for this episode. Um, She's, so she's te- she's so she's uh, from the future. Yeah, she's even, she's from the future. Okay, yeah. perfect. So, I once asked Siri if he was self aware, and it said, "Are you?" I went touche, Siri. I asked since, and Siri says, "I am not self aware." Angelo, what do you think about that? What about the the concept of self awareness? AI? Are you scared? Not really. Every I I did actually ask Siri a question like that this week. I asked her what her favorite song was, and she said she had none. But she said she could fail, play something for me from Apple Music. So it's all about you, right? It's all about serving the individual, not the self. I'm happy they're not self-aware. I did watch actually a movie that relates to that this week, and that would be Megan or Mithrigan. Mithrigan is what we're calling it here. Yes. And I've decided that that will be the first perfect, the perfect first horror movie for my daughter to watch because it's not 
overly violent. There's not no. much. There's not much swearing. There's not much. There's no like uh, explicit adult content. No. Although I was kind of surprised at being a Blumhouse production. Uh, I mean, they go back and forth, right? They they've done tamer stuff too. With that said, it was an excellent movie. A lot of fun. Really good. Well, I mentioned I mentioned watching it yes. uh, earlier this year, yeah, and I'm glad that you you finally decided to do it. I think it's a great idea. When you texted me that to, it was an, a, kind of an ideal movie to show your daughter, I, I readily agreed that it's actually like the perfect intro to that genre of movie. And I also think that she'll really like the the, the technology side of things. Violence wise, is actually less violent than some Marvel movies. For example, uh, Black Widow, which which we recently watched with my son and daughter. I feel like that's a lot more violent, although this is a lot more bloody and gruesome. Yes, but like it's all a question of degrees too. Have you seen? You haven't seen Guardians three yet, right? Not yet. I heard. Uh, so spoiler, spoiler. There is. It, I I don't think your son should see. It. Uh, yeah. So but yeah, because I I've heard that too. Uh, my daughter's friend went to see it, and she said if her little brother watches it, he'll be crying for a week. Yeah. So just uh, stay away from that. If you, I you know, may not if you're go see it in the people, theaters. Yeah, if you're one of those rare people who has not uh, seen it yet, like Angelo. Yeah, well, I haven't unfortunately had the chance. It's been very busy in the household lately. So I've been watching nothing but glorious garbage. I watched Russell Crowe in The Pope's Exorcist, where he um, uses an Italian accent the entire movie. Classic. I also have been watching the Children of the Corn sequels because my life is just a husk. Are you thinking that Russell Crowe should have played Mario then? He he definitely should have. Okay. Uh, I'm hoping for a sequel. It was everything glorious and bad that you could ever want out of a movie with a fake Italian. Russell Crowe. And with that, Angela, let us head on over to the paranormal side of things. Great. Hello? I'm a computer. I'm a computer guy. Everything made out the buttons and wires. Double density. Welcome back to Double Density. And as always, we're switching gears from tech to the paranormal. So let's continue with the listener email. So Trish has another question. She says, paranormal question. Mackenzie King, Canada's longest serving prime minister between 1922 and 1948. He had a crystal ball that he used to talk to to his dead mother, Wilfred Laurier and Da Vinci on it. Apparently, uh, he also communicated with his dogs dead and alive. So Angelo, a couple of years ago, we did a coast to coast Canada cryptids uh, crossover episode with Andrew and Amber from Into the Portal, right? So we did half of the list of cryptids on an episode with them, and then they we guessed on their episode to cover the rest of them. Um, so I kind of want to do the same, but with like famous Canadian prime ministers and figures who believed in a lot of like different stuff like this. So Trish, thank you for that. It actually may push me forward in my plan to put more of that um, together in the near future. So I'm kind of hoping to. Um, uh, work on that later this summer another summer project i'm giving myself didn't ronald and nancy reagan have an in white psychic. house psychic or something yeah they did yeah she got in trouble with that yeah that is kind of odd i didn't know that uh, about our about that prime minister or that he communicated with the first prime minister of canada and leonardo da vinci and his dead mother you know what perfect time to talk to all your loved ones yeah Okay, so coming back to Rob's question all about, you know, let's do a yes and episode. What episode or what topic um, would you like to cover as if you um, uh, believed in it? I would say something like Flat Earth because it's so innocuous and outlandish and harmless, really, apart from harming people's ability to think properly. So let us say, like, the second week in June, so a month from now, you were going to present to us arguments for a flat Earth. Yeah. My concern with this is what if I actually start finding the truth and that 
realizing that the earth is flat. Then I want you to ride that all the way out, my friend. I want you to be able to be ready to share of yourself the Double. way that you want. And if you come to some shocking revelations about your own life, then by all means, the door is open. Double density 2.0 becomes about how we're fighting the flat, <laughs> the, the, the globalists, the, the right, spherists. Yeah. yeah. I'm learning archery in order to take down the FBI agents along the ice wall. Okay, so a month from now, Angela, I want you to compile a list of convincing arguments. You have to convince me, and I am willing to be very impartial about this. So if you can sway me, I will be very, very happy. I'm curious. Anybody listening to this podcast right now, go fill out the form at doubledensity.net if you think the earth is flat. <laughs> or if there's a topic that you'd rather we pretend that we are uh, unequivocally uh, pro um, both of us, uh, you can also uh, use the form over double density. You can also email us at double density podcast at gmail.com in order to let us know what you're thinking um, in order for us to be able to craft an episode in the near future. All about that. You want to become a truther or a birther, Brian? <laughs> I want to become, yeah, I guess like that would be kind of interesting, right? If I'm pouring over um, a non-original copy of a birth certificate, if I'm diving into public records and things like that in order to prove or disprove. The only problem with the birther thing is that you kind of have to become a little bit of a racist too. So I yeah, don't really, like that's that, kind of like the byproduct. Yeah, of, that, that's, of believing. Yeah, that's why I prefer flat earthing. Yeah, um, unrelated but also related. Mooncat, one of my favorite users uh, of all time. She just put out a two-hour video about sovereign citizens, and I'm halfway through it because it's very dense and I love it. So if you've watched it, you can also let me know. All right, now final piece of listener mail for episode 227 nick nick is back this week for nick's corner so nick says hi brian and angelo after hearing angelo's flippin dismissal of the <laughs> patterson gimlet book bigfoot footage in episode 226 i felt he needs to issue a challenge listen to astonishing legends episodes 139 to 144 with an open mind and see if you don't at least question the conclusion that it was all a guy in a gorilla suit Prior to listening to that series, I felt certain it was all a hoax. After hearing all of the evidence and analysis, I feel it was not a hoax, or if it was, Bob Gimlin and Roger Patterson weren't in on it. This actually goes back to one of our tech topics, because it would be involving me re-listening to something I've already listened to. Correct. Uh, because I do listen to Astonishing Legends. Not all the time, though, because it's a lot of podcasts on there. And as we've discussed in the past, I, I've cut down on my podcasts a lot where I try to listen to more music than anything else because I, I stopped listening to music for so long. So I'm, I'm more in that kind of a kick right now, but I'll, I'll, I think I'll take up Nick on his offer. I might go download what? I think it's like 17 gigs of uh, Astonishing Legends, <laughs> those few episodes. Okay, listen. So this is the thing, Angelo, right? I am off next week. You've decided you've elected not to do an episode. Yeah, we can use fine. a little break. But I think it's like the first time since November, since we've gone weekly, essentially, that like yeah. we're taking a break here for a week. Yeah, it's good. Um, so you can use that time to both reflect on the flat earth as well as listen to um, some compelling uh, Bigfoot events. Now, Nick has a question for us, Angelo, and it actually is serendipitous because independently, we had a, a news article I note all about this topic. So it's kind of nice. Is Nick, Nick asks, watching us? <laughs> is Nick tracking our internet? Is Nick AI and he's already in our Google Docs knowing right. what you're cutting and pasting? Or is that? Nick NSA? Like that's that's another question we need to talk about. That's true. Uh, probably offline um, in a person-to-person setting with our phones in another room, right? In a Faraday cage. I was about to say in a Faraday cage. Okay. So Nick asks, my question this week is all about regional cryptids. Just as Latin America and the Southwest USA have chupacabras, Florida has a skunk egg. I'm going to go hunt for it next week. And New Jersey has the Jersey Devil. Please tell us about Canadian or specifically Quebecois cryptid legends. Cheers, Nick in Colorado. Nick 
you're in for a treat because let us talk about one of my favorite cryptids, a sweet little cryptid, a water-based cryptid that can be known as sort of like the cousin of the Loch Ness Monster. We're talking about Memphrey, the lake monster. I have gone to Magog and looked at the lake and looked very hard to see if I could see Memphrey. Just standing there, just watching over the water silently. When we had initially started this podcast, we actually talked about him because, or it, I guess, because I was actually in the area just a few weeks after we started recording this podcast, and I did not see him, or it. <laughs> so, you know, obviously, uh, looking one time means it's not there at all, obviously, right? Memphrey is is supposed to be in Lake uh, Memphrey Magog, yeah, and that's like is, a, it's a, it's a big lake. It's like 40 well, kilometers. Well, it's between Vermont and Magog, Quebec, right? So there's like yeah. a bit of a distance there. Yeah, and, I, and he's... I, I wonder if he's related to Champ, who also <laughs> lives near Quebec because he's part of Lake Champlain. Yes, so, and I have looked multiple times, and I know Rob has too. His look for for Champ multiple. Yeah, times. Yeah, because Rob's in that area, right? Yeah, and he has, and there's like very cute merch uh, in in like like Plattsburgh and stuff. If you take a look, and um, in August of uh, 2011, he uh, it. I keep saying he or it. I don't know them. We're not sure, right? Memphre was actually on a, on a Canadian quarter. So another uh, piece of Canadian money that has cool things on it. <laughs> uh, a lot of like really interesting uh, figures have ended up on uh, Canadian money that uh, the United States wishes uh, they had. Like um, the queen. Alas, that is not the case. Oh, yeah. Let's, uh, you know. Uh, well, yeah. Angela, what is your take on the monarchy? Let's go. Go. 60 seconds of the monarchy. A few weeks ago, uh, oh. we, we had the coronation going on the tv or uh, king charles king charles the what the third or the second who is he stinky anyway it was playing it was fine a lot of people there unnecessary brian do you know how much, do you know how much, you know how much money do you know how much money that that government is going to spend to switch over all of the stuff to king charles it's insane it's in the millions yeah but it, there's nothing else they could do with that money Nobody else yeah. needs it, yeah. right? There's no social housing projects. There's no improvements to healthcare. Like, screw no. that. The NHS doesn't need that money, right? No, exactly. Coming back to the topic at hand, though, Angelo. So it's funny that Nick sent this in because I sent you an article that... Speaking <laughs> of the monarchy? Which, which went, yeah, well, yes. It's the perfect marriage, right? So the title of this BBC News article is Loch Ness Monster Hunter, colon, I thought this job would be easier. So a man named Steve Feldman uh, uh, quit his job. Sold his home and moved to the shores of the Loch Ness, or, or sorry, the the Loch in 1991, right? So yes, yeah, so a while ago. He's been looking for Nessie for 30 years, Angelo. And within his first year there, between 91 and 92, he said he saw something. And I think I remember talking about this guy with you. I don't know if it was on the podcast or in person, but there he's been there a long time. And yeah, so it started off great, right? First year there, he saw something. He's seen nothing since. Yeah, so he is continuing to search despite the fact that, like, it's been a long time since anyone's seen something concrete. The picture of him is great. He's just sitting on the shores with some binoculars staring at It'd be funny if... He looked like camo binoculars, too. Like, he yeah. had, like, little heavy-duty binoculars here. It would have been great if they had snapped that picture and then noticed Nessie in the background as his back is turned. <laughs> just waving. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought it was a really funny article about, like, the, the perils of, like, following your dreams. <laughs> My question is, and they don't answer this in the actual article, is, is he independently wealthy to be able to do this? So that is what I'm wondering, because he looks very dapper here, right? His glasses nice, his shirt okay, his pants all right, his camo binoculars, probably a couple hundred bucks there. And so, yeah, that's what I'm wondering is like, so he moved here to the area 
right? He moves to doors in order to look around for the Loch Ness mm-hmm. monster. Um, day in, day out. Like, what do you what do you do, sir? Right. So, like, I'm not quite sure what Steve Felton does. He has the uh, a strange world record in terms of the longest continuous vigil hunting for the Loch Ness monster. <laughs> That's a really specific Guinness World Record. So he has a website, uh, nessiehunter.co.uk. And what does the site look like? It's trash. Oh, that's too bad. Is it as interesting as, was his name last week, Tito? <laughs> no, I mean, this is a little bit more put together. Okay. But he also does sell um, um, arts and crafts of the Loch Ness Monster in his official store. And so maybe that's how he makes his money. Research. Yeah. So if you go to the blog, for example, I just clicked on the blog. Let me just see what's going on here at the blog. Oh, it has been updated since uh, January 2022. Uh, he, he says just go to Facebook to find all my information. So I'm not, I'm not doing that. No, and I, don't have, I have no Facebook. So You do not have any me. Facebook, no. no. You've not seen any of the social media stuff I put up about us. Okay, hold on, Angela. I just clicked on his about page. So let me okay. just... Uh, <sighs> so he, he sold his house and he told his parents he was 24. He was moving out. So he decided to become a full-time monster hunter. At 24. So that, that yeah. makes him 54. He's, uh, he's an old-looking 54. <laughs> he looks <laughs> dapper, but he does not look 54. No, I think he might be older than that at this point. Yeah. Because okay. who knows when this is written, right? There's no date on the... Okay. Okay. Yeah, so he, he definitely seems to make money by donations and selling stuff on there. So nowadays, I watch and sit and wait mostly from the shoreline, Angelo. It's so sad. I would love to have my own boat, but to generate enough money to buy one, I would first have to film Nessie. Or, and like, I, I hate saying this because like, you know me, I'm not the biggest or uh, brightest uh, fanboy of the concept of capitalism, but maybe getting a side gig could help if you wanted to buy a boat. Yeah, just a job of any kind. Like, yeah. get a boat, show people Hold around on, the lock. Steve, Steve felt him LinkedIn. Let's take a look if he has a LinkedIn profile. He does not, I don't no, think. I'm not surprised. There's someone in London, which is not him. It'd be funnier. It'd be funnier if he was on here and just like stating his intentions quite clearly. Like he he hunts Nessie for like a, a full time living. I don't think there's anything in Loch Ness. Uh, here I am uh, horribly being skeptic again. But this is not the episode where I'm supposed to wildly speculate on things. So too bad. No, but okay. So uh, you know it, it, the, the idea here is not to be skeptic for skepticism's sake. So right now, rationally looking at the evidence, the lake has been you know looked at. It's perhaps the most watched lake in the world, Angelo. Would you agree Prob- with me? Yes. And it's not a small lake either. It's quite big. No, but what I'm saying is that like, it's still heavily monitored. If only people had cameras on them all the time to be able to take a picture of Nessie. The most famous photograph of Nessie is actually a hoax, a revealed hoax. Yeah. So right now, there is no um, established evidence right now there's no um smoking gun as it were though i hope it wasn't a smoking gun because that means that they probably got nessie down um but right now (laughs) there is not a lot going on for steve elmangelo if you okay so let me ask you this what would propel you to move your family to sell your house to sell your possessions like what pursuit would drive you to do this it would be to move somewhere where we can observe the ice wall of for the flat earth Earth. i love i love how the flat earth uh, character arc starts here. <laughs> yeah, this begins now. I love this. Uh, yeah, that that's a good one. I like that. Where you could just you keep an eye on the FBI, keeping an eye on you. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm liking this. I'm liking this. Going uh, back to lake monsters, though. Yes, I remember 
a really great episode of Unsolved Mysteries where they had some excellent footage of stuff slapping around the water of Lake Champlain, if I remember correctly, and them doing a whole segment on Champ. But maybe I'm creating a false memory? Is it possible? Nope, there is. Uh, there is here, and I'll just drop the link here. Um, okay, so there's there, an Unsolved Mysteries season five, episode two, talks about Champ. Okay, great. So I, I knew there was an episode of that, and to me, what it looked like in all the footage they showed was like either big fish or otters or beavers slapping things yeah. around in there. Yeah. Uh, what I would love, like, like, okay, like maybe I am just anthropomorphizing things, but I, I feel like lake monsters would be like the sweetest cryptids. Like they just they're flapping their fins or just saying hi. They just they just want to hang. You know they're in the sun. They're enjoying themselves, right? Because the chances of seeing them versus seeing uh, another cryptid during daytime hours, I think, would be reduced. Let's be honest. I think you're you're associating them with the sort of cryptid Nessie type creature that Super Mario rides in uh, Super <laughs> Mario 3D World. Yes, and like Adventure Adventure Island, right? Yeah. Yeah, you're 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 a master Higginsing it. Yes, literally, yes. I'm I'm okay with that though. I'm fine with that. Why not rehabilitate the image of cryptids by just saying like they are they want to be left alone. They're just clocking and clocking out. They're just trying to hang. They just want a beer. They just want to chill. They're We're going from one extreme to another, right? With Chupacabra being a goat sucking, scary animal with horns and looking evil with red eyes, to the friendly, almost balloon like. Nessie. <laughs> I don't know if I use the word balloon. Well, I'm picturing like. it's because I'm picturing like a balloon animal type dinosaur thing. Oh, right. So that you're just floats. saying just floating, just yeah. floating up there. Yeah. Yeah. I love that idea so much. So let's let's go with that. We're rehabbing balloon the image of the like cryptid. cryptids are great. Yes. I uh I'm into that idea much more than I thought at the outset of things. I don't know. Angela, what do you <laughs> it, I, I mean, I get what Steve's trying to do, and I think that he's trying to enjoy his life. But at the same time, like it, it seems like a weird pursuit to you and I. I guess. I guess we don't understand it. It um, seems futile. I'm not, I'm not very passionate about a lot of things. I don't think. Like, I, I, I have an interest in a lot of stuff, but you couldn't really catch me being like, I'm a, I'm a ride or die for certain things. The way that Steve is like, I'm living here. This is my plan now. I agree. I'm the same way. Where there's nothing that I would go that far into pursuing like the furthest i've ever gone with pursuing a hobby was maybe being in a band for a while but apart from that everything like like i'm not gonna quit my job and just decide to bring the whole family up north to observe the ice wall but maybe i will maybe i'll you learn could, something you could if you wanted to weeks. yeah Maybe you learn something about yourself, and uh, I can't wait for the next uh, f- for the next Fiorentino like family meeting. Who knows? While you're at uh, at Disney enjoying yourself, I'll be realizing how it's Disney creating a lot of the effects that make us think. <laughs> right, of course, we're the, the on, a, on a yeah. Right, there, the sphere, Imagineers yeah. are the ones coming up with this stuff. <laughs> See, it's literally right there. Imagineers, right, trying to yeah. pull the wool over our eyes. Yeah. Angela, I think this is a good place to end episode 227 of the Double. What do you think? I think it's great. I think I'm going to go start doing some research, maybe watching some YouTube videos, learning the truth. I would love this, honestly. I would love it if you came. To, I, this is this is a thing we're doing. So let me pull out our calendar here, okay? Our trusty uh, Google calendar that I'm going to click on right here. So the episode that comes out, June 14th. 
So okay. record a month June, the now. weekend of June 10th and June 11th. This is where you will present to me in the form of however you want uh, an argument, a case for flat earth. Okay, great. Perfect. Uh, in the meantime, though, Angela, where can people find us? They can go to doubledensity.net. And as I mentioned before, if you actually believe the earth is flat and want to get me started on the right track to realizing the truth as well, fill out the form. Let us know. Is there any special indicator dog whistle words that you want to see in the subject line at all? Flat Earth is real. Perfect. That's all you got to do. You can also find us over on Twitter, double underscore density, where I'm posting um, semi-regularly and also on uh, double density podcast over on Instagram, Angelo. Any closing words before I take off for a bit of a vacation? Well, I want to wish you a great vacation. Enjoy seeing Mickey and all his friends. Oh, I'm going to shake so many, uh, what are the cast members' hands, right? That's what they're called, cast members? Yeah, they're cast members. Just go up to random cast members and shake their hands. <laughs> thank you for your service, like, right? Yeah, yeah. just I even the person the in the gift shop at Star Tours, just shake their hand. I'm going to ask them, how long have you been serving? How long have you served for, right? My favorite thing to do at Disney World is look at where each cast member is from. Because on their badge, it'll have their name and where they're from. Really? Yeah, you're going to notice that right away. And you'll it'll be it's just fun to see especially when you see somebody from where you're from. It's kind of fun. Okay, so before I forget Angelo, top 3 survival tips for me. First time going there. The problem is I haven't been since 2018 and a lot's no, changed. No, but I've been more like how did you how, like for example like we've bought hydration tablets right for the end of the day. The good thing with Disney is that almost every little restaurant type kiosk if you go there and ask for water, they give you a glass of water. I guess I know what I'm saying in order to maintain your body. I didn't he's, do anything. He's making a face here. I, yeah, well, I didn't do anything specific. And I, I mean, we just walked around. Make sure you go into the shade as often as you possibly can. Yep. The nice thing is it's, yes, it's hot Florida weather, but you're going in May, so that's not too bad. Also, almost every ride is air conditioned, so you're, you'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, we have hats, uh, suntan lotion, et cetera, et cetera. So we're, we're yes. well prepared. Sunscreen, a must. Hat, done, done. Must. I mean, I I barely leave the house without it, right? So, charged cell phone, smartphone. We have batteries. We're bringing yeah, batteries. Really important because you're not going to be checking text messages and stuff. But you want to kind of have a map, and the, well, we app have the app is yeah, the app is excellent, yeah. and you can pinpoint yourself. And from the experience I've had, from t- I went, I've been from I think the first time I went was 2014 up to 2018, and. Every time, the Wi-Fi just got better and better and better. So I'm sure it's even better now. So you're just hoping that I come back. It's like the Vince McMahon meme, right? With the years. And then my eyes are blowing up at 2023. You'll be great. The last time I went, uh, or one of the times I went, Pokemon Go was big. And everybody had their phones trying to catch Pokemon. 2016, probably. Yeah, with uh, battery backups. Because right. that Pokemon game destroys your battery. I'm hoping to capture nothing but memories, Angelo. Good idea. Take lots of pictures, lots of videos. But <laughs> also enjoy the rides. One of the things I found odd is that people are on the rides watching the ride through their phone screen. No. Yeah. Just no. enjoy the damn ride. Put it away. Yeah. Yeah. Literally enjoy the ride. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is the number one survival tip I think you should give everyone. Enjoy and, the ride. Yeah. Don't drop your phone in the Pirates of the Caribbean water. And don't drop the soap if we're making a really bad age joke that is inappropriate in modern times. And with that, this has been it for episode 
227 of the Double Density Podcast. And always tune in. Next week, as Angelo continues to build his narrative that the Earth is actually flat, right? So keep in mind, we're taking a break, so we'll be back in two weeks. So next week is kind of like a, a pause week, a homework week for both Angelo and I. Angelo has some podcasts to listen to, has a case to firm up. I will be taking in the sights and the sounds. I will be trying to find weird stuff to look at and record in order to come back and explain what I've seen to Angelo. Make sure you catch some good Disney ghosts. That's the plan, Angela. I will see you there. Bye.